0: CHAPTER ONE OF THE DEATH DISC READ BY JOHN GREENMAN THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG THE DEATH DISC BY MARK Twain. CHAPTER ONE NOTE THE TEXT FOR THIS STORY IS A TOUCHING INCIDENT MENTIONED IN CARLYLE'S LETTERS AND SPEECHES OF OLIVER CROMWELL, M.T., this was in oliver cromwell's time colonel mayfair was the youngest officer of his rank in the armies of the commonwealth he being but thirty years old but young as he was he was a veteran soldier and tanned and war-worn for he had begun his military life at seventeen he had fought in many battles And had won his high place in the service and in the admiration of men step by step by valour in the field but he was in deep trouble now a shadow had fallen upon his fortunes the winter evening was come and outside were storm and darkness within a melancholy silence for the colonel and his young wife had talked their sorrow out had read the evening chapter and prayed the evening prayer and there was nothing more to do but sit hand in hand and gaze into the fire and think and wait. They would not have to wait long. They knew that, and the wife shuddered at the thought. They had only one child, Abby, seven years old. their idol. She would be coming presently for the good-night kiss, and the colonel spoke now and said, Dry away the tears, and Let us seem happy for her sake we must forget for the time that which is to happen i will i will shut them up in my heart which is breaking and we will accept what is appointed for us and bear it in patience as knowing that whatsoever he doeth is done in righteousness and meant in kindness saying his will be done yes i can say it with all my mind and soul, I would I could say it with my heart. Oh, if I could! If this dear hand which I press and kiss for the last time— sh sweetheart, she is coming!" A curly-headed little figure in nightclothes glided in at the door, and ran to the father, and was gathered to his breast, and fervently kissed once, twice, three times. Why, papa, you mustn't kiss me like that. You rumple my hair oh i am so sorry so sorry do you forgive me dear why of course papa but are you sorry not pretending but real right down sorry well you can judge for yourself abby and he covered his face with his hands and made believe to sob the child was filled with remorse to see this tragic thing which she had caused and She began to cry herself, and to tug at the hands, and say, "'Oh, don't, Papa, please don't cry. Abby didn't mean it. Abby wouldn't ever do it again. Please, Papa.' Tugging and straining to separate the fingers, she got a fleeting glimpse of an eye behind them, and cried out, "'Why, you naughty Papa, you are not crying at all. You are only fooling. And Abby is going to Mama now. You don't treat Abby right.' she was for climbing down but her father wound his arms about her and said no stay with me dear papa was naughty and confesses it and is sorry there let him kiss the tears away and he begs abby's forgiveness and will do anything abby says he must do for a punishment they're all kissed away now and not a curl rumpled and whatever abby commands and so it was made up And all in a moment the sunshine was back again and burning brightly in the child's face, and she was patting her father's cheeks and naming the penalty, a story, a story. Hark! The elders stopped breathing and listened. Footsteps, faintly caught between the gusts of wind. They came nearer, nearer, louder, louder, then passed by and faded away. The elders drew deep breaths of relief, and the papa said, "'A story, is it? A gay one?' "'No, papa, a dreadful one.' Papa wanted to shift to the gay kind, but the child stood by her rights as per agreement. She was to have anything she commanded. He was a good Puritan soldier, and had passed his word. He saw that he must make it good. She said, "'Papa!' We mustn't always have gay ones. Nurse says people don't always have gay times. Is that true, Papa? She says so. The Mama sighed, and her thoughts drifted to her troubles again. The Papa said gently, It is true, dear. Troubles have to come. It is a pity, but it is true. Oh, then tell a story about them, Papa, a dreadful one, so that we'll shiver and feel just like it was us. Mama, you snuggle up close and hold one of Abby's hands, so that if it's too dreadful it'll be easier for us to bear it, if we're all snuggled up together, you know. Now you can begin, Papa." Well, once there were three colonels. Oh, goody, I know colonels, just as easy. It's because you are one, and I know the clothes. Go on, Papa." And in a battle they had committed a breach of discipline the large words struck the child's ear pleasantly and she looked up full of wonder and interest and said is it something good to eat papa the parents almost smiled and the father answered no quite another matter dear they exceeded their orders is that something no it's as uneatable as the other They were ordered to feign an attack on a strong position in a losing fight, in order to draw the enemy about and give the commonwealth's forces a chance to retreat. But in their enthusiasm they overstepped their orders, for they turned the feint into a fact, and carried the position by storm, and won the day and the battle. The Lord General was very angry at their disobedience, and praised them highly, and ordered them to London to be tried for their lives. Is it the great General Cromwell, Papa? Yes. Oh, I've seen him, Papa, and when he goes by our house so grand on his big horse with the soldiers he looks so, so, well, I don't know just how, only he looks as if he isn't satisfied, and you can see the people are afraid of him, but I'm not afraid of him, because he didn't look like that at me. Oh, you dear prattler! Well, the colonels came prisoners to London and were put upon their honor and allowed to go and see their families for the last. Hark! They listened. Footsteps again, but again they passed by. The mama leaned her head upon her husband's shoulder to hide her paleness. They arrived this morning. The child's eyes opened wide. Why, Papa, is it a true story? Yes, dear, oh, how good, oh, it's ever so much better. Go on, Papa. Why, Mamma, dear Mamma, are you crying? Never mind me, dear. I was thinking of the of the the poor families, but don't cry, mamma it It'll all come out right, you'll see stories always do. Go on, Papa, to where they lived happy ever after, then she won't cry any more. You'll see, Mamma, go on, Papa. First they took them to the tower before they let them go home. Oh, I know the tower. We can see it from here. Go on, Papa. I'm going on as well as I can in the circumstances. In the tower the military court tried them for an hour, and found them guilty, and condemned them to be shot. Killed, Papa? Yes. Oh, how naughty! Dear Mama, you are crying again. Don't, Mama— "'It'll soon come to the good place. You'll see. Hurry, Papa, for Mama's sake. You don't go fast enough.' "'I know I don't, but I suppose it is because I stop so much to reflect.' "'But you mustn't do it, Papa. You must go right on.' "'Very well, then. The three colonels—do you know them, Papa?' "'Yes, dear. Oh, I wish I did. I love colonels. Would they let me kiss them, do you think?' The colonel's voice was a little unsteady when he answered. One of them would, my darling. There, uh, kiss me for him. There, papa, and these two are for the others. I think they would let me kiss them, papa, for I would say my papa is a colonel, too, and brave, and he would do what you did, so it can't be wrong, no matter what those people say, and you needn't be the least bit ashamed. Then." They would let me, wouldn't they, Papa?" God knows they would, child. Mama, oh, Mama, you mustn't. He's soon coming to the happy place. Go on, Papa." Then some were sorry, they all were, that military court, I mean, and they went to the Lord General and said they had done their duty, for it was their duty, you know, and now they begged that two of the colonels might be spared and only the other one shot. One would be sufficient for an example for the army, they thought. But the Lord General was very stern, and rebuked them for, as much as having done their duty and cleared their consciences, they would beguile him to do less, and so smirch his soldierly honor. But they answered that they were asking nothing of him that they would not do themselves if they stood in his great place and held in their hands the noble prerogative of mercy. that struck him, and he paused and stood thinking some of the sternness passing out of his face. Presently he bid them wait, and he retired to his closet to seek counsel of God in prayer, and when he came again he said, They shall cast lots, that shall decide it, and two of them shall live. And did they, Papa? did they? And which one is to die? Ah, that poor man! No, They refused. They wouldn't do it, Papa? No. Why? They said that the one that got the fatal bean would be sentencing himself to death by his own voluntary act, and it would be but suicide. Call it by what name you might. They said they were Christians, and the Bible forbade men to take their own lives. They sent back that word and said they were ready. Let the court's sentence be carried into effect. What does that mean, Papa? They. they will all be shot. Hark! The wind! No! Tramp, tramp, tramp! Rumbledum, dum! Rumbledum, dum! Open! In the Lord General's name! Oh, goody, Papa, it's the soldiers! I love the soldiers! Let me let them in, Papa, let me! She jumped down, and scampered to the door, and pulled it open, crying joyously, "'Come in! Come in! Here they are, papa, grenadiers! I know the grenadiers!' The file marched in and straightened up in line at shoulder-arms, its officer saluted, the doomed colonel standing erect and returning the courtesy, the soldier-wife standing at his side, white and with features drawn with inward pain, but giving no other sign of her misery the child gazing on the show with dancing eyes. One long embrace of father, mother, and child. Then the order, TO THE TOWER FORWARD. Then the colonel marched forth from the house with military step and bearing, the file following. Then the door closed. Oh, Mama, didn't it come out beautiful? I told you it would, and they're going to the tower and he'll see them. He, oh, come to my arms, you poor innocent thing. End of chapter 1